0: Hey, it's the Left Coasters Podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm
1: Brian. And I am Tony. And you can find the Left Coasters on Facebook as well as Instagram at the Left Coasters Podcast. Always hit us up with your comments and your questions and we will get them on the show. Thank you for listening.
0: gentlemen, welcome to the Left Coasters podcast. It's week four of the NFL season. Just wrapped up week three, and it was upset city all over the place. Some huge, huge games that nobody saw coming. Uh, We saw the Minnesota Vikings absolutely blown out by the Buffalo Bills. We saw a stinker of a game between the Titans and the Jaguars. It was a 9-6 finish. Uh, It was a very fascinating week. We're going to recap some of it. Uh, And, of course, the Rams-Chargers game. Uh, turned out, as probably most people expected it, uh, I was hoping the Chargers might pull it out for the sake of the pick'em, but as, as a lot of people expected, the Rams continued with their high-octane offensive ways, uh, and they won the football game. We're going to get into all of that a little bit later on. I am Matt Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, joined in studio, as always, by Brian, the ballerina Balzerini. Uh, Tony Cavallo can't be with us this week. Uh, we are pleased, though, to welcome friend of the podcast, Alex Alche, our resident Giants fan who is riding high after a big. Victory this past week over the Houston Texans, Alche. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to have you here. Tony is uh, in some sort of swamp on the East Coast, catering or bartending or something along those he lines. He will be joining us later. We though. will have him later on for the Pickham section. But uh, Alex Alche, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling after Week Three and the first Giants victory of the season?
2: I feel great, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, it's been a blast. I uh, the Giants this week really really revamped my my uh, my hopes in mediocre football. Um, but it was definitely a blast watching that, watching the Browns, watching the Bills, watching some of them biggest party in the, the NFL season thus far, but it, it was a blast.
3: What is this what has this season shown you this this year about the uh, New York Giants that weren't answered in the offseason? I mean, we were so high on them getting Saquon Barkley, there was talks about them getting a quarterback. Do you think they're in a better place under the helm of a new GM? and a new coach in Pat Shermer? I
2: think they are. I just think that they won't be better until they get rid of Eli Manning. Uh, Unfortunately, I've been back and forth on the quarterback versus Saquon Barkley controversy for a long time. Sam Darnold is proving to look just as much of a college quarterback as he was in college. I don't think that he's ready for the NFL, and I don't think he's going to be ready for quite some time, so I don't know that it really mattered Losing him. Uh, We weren't going to get Baker Mayfield in the first place. So taking Saquon now and finding the right quarterback in next year or or the year after might be the right move. Unfortunately, Eli Manning is 37, and a 37-year-old Eli Manning is not the same as a 41-year-old Tom Brady.
3: And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but with a rookie quarterback in that offense, there would still be issues. Absolutely. There would be a lot of issues that I don't think you would have fixed you know, during this year, maybe one more year will help that, that out that much. So who knows, but Yeah, I mean, we thought we were fixing the offensive
2: line and, and getting rid of benching Eric Flowers this week was literally like a year and a half for coming. me. It year was and the a most exciting coming. thing in the world, but Jesus Christ, we need we have a lot of work to do.
3: We do. We do. Well, we've got some work to do t- uh, today as well. We've got the what the Chargers and the Rams. That was a big game? Yeah, a very a very big game. Obviously, the first uh, cross-town rivalry that we've
0: seen in a regular season since these teams moved to Los Angeles. This is of course the reason why we do this podcast. We are all transplants here and we are all trying to become fans of the Rams and Chargers and both squads pretty formidable this year. It's hard not to be fans of both of them in this battle. However, round one goes to the Los Angeles Rams. They win 35 to 23 at the LA Coliseum uh, on Sunday. Phillip Rivers went 18 of 30 for 226 yards and two touchdowns. Jared Goff, his counterpart, 29 of 36 354 yards and three touchdowns. He did throw a pick but have a day. Jared Goff is a huge reason why the Rams were able to win. Don't count Todd Gurley out either. He ran for 105 yards on 23 carries. He did have a touchdown. No, big deal. No, no big deal. Melvin Gordon had 15 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and receiving-wise, it was Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks all day long. Woods had over 100 yards. Cooks had 90 yards. Woods had two touchdowns. A big day for him. Cooper Cup showed up with some catches as well. Uh, and then for the, uh, for the Chargers, it was Mike Williams lead the way, four catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns—a coming-out party for the second-year man out of Clemson, who missed most of last season due to injury. Nice to see him being able to be Absolutely. integrated into that offense finally and getting some looks. Uh, just one more weapon for Philip Rivers uh, uh, to use there. Uh, so, so guys, after this after this win, the Chargers uh, 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 obviously not able to get it done. They go into halftime with the game pretty manageable. It was 21-13 heading into the half. Where did you see things fall apart, Brian? In the second half for the Chargers.
3: Well, I just think they got worn down. And the other, the other little stat line that I had to j- just point out to you guys that said it all to me. We talked about this last week as being a key point of this game, and that was third down efficiency. the The, the Rams made more hay with their third down, with seventy two percent, eight for eleven. 8-for-11 the Rams were compared to the 7-of-13 or the 53% the Los Angeles Chargers were. I I just believed that the Rams did more to win those tight inch-by-inch plays that make a difference in the long run. I think that says everything. And the fact that Phillip Rivers only threw 30 passes— Thirty passes. Philip Rivers throwing thirty passes is a mild game for a team that for 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 a game that they did not win. It was surprising how little he threw the ball in comparison to Jared Goff's 36, 36 attempts. Uh, there was a to me a, a clear difference in the game plan that the Rams never felt like they were behind. They always felt like they had their get their foot on the gas, and they never felt like they were they were not in control. And it showed in their play calling, and it just showed in their in their talent on the roster. What 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 do you have to say, Alche? You you seem to be more of a more of a more of a Jared Goff critic than 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 anybody else. What do you think for the young man?
2: I mean, he looked incredible. My my issue is going to be going forward how how they look against teams with formidable defenses.
3: But in this missing,
2: partic- missing Joey Bosa, exactly. I mean, it, the Chargers were, were are a decent defense, and without Joey Bosa, they're 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 not as scary as they could be. Um, but but I think that we're seeing the emergence of a team that knows they are the best team in the NFL. The Rams know they are that good, and the Chargers needed to play their absolute best football, and they played. Fine football. And it just wasn't enough, and the defense could not control the looks that they were one, getting.
3: One sack for the Chargers is not going to do it.
2: Not going to do it. And, and and Goff was able to throw to to every weapon that he had in the offense, including Tyler Higby. I mean, it was it was like he could throw it anywhere and everywhere. Well, We're
3: seeing that week in and week out that they're able to pick a new player, a new receiver every week seems to be on top of the uh, on top of the list. Whether it's R- Robert Woods or you know soon soon we're going to see a Cooper Cup on the top of this wide receiver s- stat sheet. I think you just saw we saw them run into a buzz. Uh, honestly, this week. I absolutely agree. I think they just
0: got worn down and the defense struggled to make plays, the, the, the uh, Chargers defense. Uh, 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 Derwin James, I, I was reading a quote from him, he said, we only made them pump once. I mean, you can't. Uh, you, it's, you can't, you, you, you win, can't, you like can't win a game if a team you're only making a team punt once, and it's really hard to force the Rams to go uh, to go three and out. This is a team that has scored. I'm, I'm not sure. Have they scored less than 30 points yet this year? I think they've scored 30 points in every single they game they've, they've they've played so far this season. Yeah, 33, 34, and 35. They're going up every <laughs> single week <laughs>
3: by a point. That's kind of scary when you consider how, how how efficient they are and how prolific they are as an offense. And it's, they
2: and they've been playing better teams each week too, which is also fascinating. Super Super scary, yeah. But they've got a
3: lot of work ahead of them in this next game too.
0: They do. And before we move on to the next games, a couple of th- a couple of notes I think we should make before we move ahead. Uh, for, I was just, uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, what what we might say about the Rams here because you know, obviously, offensively they had a great day. Defensively, however, a couple of big holes potentially opening up. Akeem Talib leaves the game and is expected to be out at least a month with a high ankle sprain. Whoa. And Marcus Peters also left that game, went to the locker room, strained his calf. I mean, these are your two top def- uh, secondary defenders who are now uh, uh, questionable to play. Well, uh, uh, Tlaib won't play on Sunday. Peters is currently questionable as the, as of the recording of, of this podcast. Uh, Tlaib, uh, Tlaib news uh, from Adam Schefter, by the way, that he's going to be out at least a month. So that opens up some pretty big holes in the Rams' secondary. I mean, uh, you know, is this team a lot more vulnerable than, than they would be? Obviously, I would assume they were, but how much more vulnerable is this team without those two in the back or in the secondary for them and uh, you know can you are you is the game still just keeping pace with the rams
2: well i think you are about to see why the rams are the rams they have they have assets at every facet of the game Th- these included the secondary is obviously some of their strongest suits on the defense but that defensive line is going to have to take control now and get to the quarterback and and put pressure every down cuz they don't have that cushion that they had before for their secondary taking control of the game as well but I'm not worried about the Rams going forward and I don't think the Rams need to be worried about the Rams going forward because they're playing they're playing for a Super Bowl this year. They're not playing for for a winning record in the regular season. So, they need to get those dudes healthy so that they can keep going forward and play for that Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, and I think they do have a good stable of defensive backs that are mid-tier guys that will give them the respectability that'll make teams be honest and still give that defensive line the ability to do what they job. Uh uh they still have Lamarcus Joyner. They still have John Johnson, who I don't know who the heck that is, but he apparently is doing pretty well. Uh, but they got Sam Shields. They got players they can play. I don't. I don't think they should be hitting the panic button by any stretch of the imagination with the rotation of defensive line players they have. Uh, they're going to make life hell f- for anybody moving forward.
0: Speaking of going forward, Brian, let's start with the Rams. Who are the Rams playing next week? They've
3: got a big matchup coming this Thursday. Uh, against the Minnesota Vikings in Los Angeles. Might be the best Thursday night game ever. Yeah, but it's a
0: Thursday night game, so it's probably (laughs) going to (laughs) stink. It's probably going to be like a 10-6 finish or something like that. Nobody's going to be able to score.
3: The short weeks are always tough ones. Uh, Who do you got here? Mr. Elche, we're going to get you started here. By the way, we've got we've got the the pickups coming up here shortly, but you know you've got a you've got a tough task ahead of you with the with the ten and five of of Mr. Fink. So That's this is so That's let's get let's get you rolling here. We've got we've got the Minnesota Vikings and we've got the LA Rams. Give us some hot takes, some things that you're looking for in this game. For the Rams, either to, to, to win this game or things they got to do to at least make sure that the Minnesota Vikings don't get hot after their big loss.
2: I got to say, after that big loss, they're going to come out hungry and also lo- losing the secondary that they did lose against probably the best duo of wide receivers in the NFL and Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen Ooh. is a big, big deal in this game. It's going to come down to Sean McVay controlling the clock on offense. It's going to be a le- like he's going he's to need six, seven, eight-minute drives. It's a Todd Gurley game through and through and hoping that— wear that-
0: the defense down? Wear Essentially, the, like rope a dope here, <laughs> rope
2: a dope here, wear the defense down, and don't put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. And if you do get to him and get to him often, so that he cannot go deep to those boys, because if he can, it's gonna it's gonna be an it's gonna be a barn burner. I think it's gonna be a a a, a a a tough game for the Rams without
3: those two in the back. I would agree, and I think the thing that I'm gonna be looking for, and the Vikings have had a really hard time. It's the only statistical difference, major statistical difference between the two teams, and that is that is their rushing attack. Dalvin Cook needs to get rolling here for the Minnesota Vikings to have any semblance of a a, a balanced offense that Kirk Kirk Cousins particularly needs to win games. I think Stephon Diggs, Thielen, uh, they're incredible talents. But if you don't have a reasonable running game that gets you going, that the Buffalo Bills did such a fantastic job shutting down, if the Rams can do that— I really think this Minnesota Vikings offense is going to turn one dimensional and make Kirk Cousins do more than he's willing to do to win a game. I, I I think you got to really look hard at this at this rushing attack for the Minnesota Vikings and making sure they can't get started uh, before things get rolling here.
2: They haven't made a decision, but I do think they held him out of last game in the hopes that he does come up against the Rams team because because they need they need him to, if they want to win this game. Absolutely.
0: All right, gentlemen. So let's move to picks. Alche will start with you. Rams versus uh, Vikings. This game is in Minnesota. Who have you got? This is probably
2: the hardest of the week, honestly. Right off the bat, I I can't go against the Rams. Like, how, how do you go against that team right now? I, I you can't do you it. You wouldn't want
3: to bet against them, and I think the L.A. Rams are going to probably win this game, but you wouldn't want to say no to it.
2: I will say I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings come back hungry and and really attack that secondary and take them down and just go shot for shot and and outscore them. But I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams.
3: I'm gonna pick the Rams too, and I think also too you got to be very careful of Mr. Kyle Rudolph with the linebacking core for the for the Rams not being as, as tight and not having the support with Aguib and and potentially Marcus Peters, Kyle Rudolph might have a big day. I'm gonna pick the Vikings here, actually, to win. Whoa. I think the
0: Rams lose their first game of the season here. I think they're. I think everybody's kind of on board with the, the Rams are on unbeatable uh, train. I think the Vikings are embarrassed after what happened to them against Buffalo. I think you know if Dalvin Cook plays, he's gonna come back and get rolling. And most importantly, I think they're gonna absolutely stretch the field out and make uh, everyone see just how important Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters are to that secondary. I really think because all, all you're left with now is Joe Johnson and LaMarcus Joyner. Those are your two starters left. You're rotating in Sam Shields, uh, uh, and I believe Troy Hill is the other guy who they'll they'll rotate in occasionally, who will take that spot. They are going to be throwing deep balls to Stephon Diggs all day long. Uh, Thielen's a great route runner. We know that. He's going to help them stretch the field uh, on the shorter throws. I think you're going to see Kirk Cousins stretch the field out uh, and take advantage of the fact that they're missing two of their best
3: defenders. So we hit up the Rams. Now we've got the Chargers going here. The Chargers bounce back this week uh, against the San Francisco 49ers as most of you listeners probably already know, but Jimmy Garoppolo's season is officially done. That brings in C.J. Bathard, uh, the backup quarterback out of Iowa, the second-year man. Uh, this is very disappointing from a fan's perspective, but if you're the Los Angeles Chargers, you've got to feel good that this is a good bounce-back game to get your team back to 2-2 two and, two and, and and staying in the AFC East Conference, because you cannot let the, the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders, maybe not the Oakland Raiders this year, but those teams uh, uh, zoomed too far ahead of you. You got to keep even, and this is a game they got to bounce back on.
0: You can't overlook the 49ers here either. Bethard showed up last year and he played. He showed that he can get out there and he can game. He's certainly not Jimmy Garoppolo, but he can get out there. He can complete passes. He can make the NFL throws. He's able to read defenses, and we we saw this. And when when he got shifted in for Brian Hoyer last year, after that didn't work out for them, he's obvious again. Now he's not he's not Jimmy G. I think he'll fill the, he'll fill the role. This is a game that the Chargers absolutely must win. They have to no win question. this game to get to get things rolling again. And and I. Think I feel terrible for Jimmy Garoppolo in a lot of ways. I also think it's kind of his fault because on the play, in, on the play in so question, stupid. he had he had the opportunity to duck out of bounds, and we're not sitting here having this conversation right now. Instead, he tries to make a cut back, and you kind of just knew it right when you saw it that, that that that's not the way the knee is supposed to move, and the way he comes up. You see enough to ACL tears. You kind of you, you start to know what to look for. It was pretty clear that that was not that, that and they knew it. And the 49ers knew it right away. What a
3: dumb play. I kept watching I, the replay, no idea why. And trying to figure out why he did what he did. He felt like bouncing it back, tw- back towards the defender when he was practically already out of bounds. It wasn't worth it. I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, it, it's particularly sad. I'm but-
0: picking the Chargers, by the way, Alex.
2: Alex, what do you think? <laughs> God doesn't give with both hands, Brian. You know, he's, he's too pretty. Um, I, I am taking the Chargers as well, but I think not only do they need to win. They need to win handedly. They need to absolutely beat the shit out of this Niners team to prove that they have what it takes to compete in, 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 in a putrid AFC, really. I think, I think that that division is still right for the taking. I think Casey's, Casey is obviously hot, but they need to come out and really, really fire and, like you said, get Keenan Allen going early, and I think they will, and I think they win pretty well.
0: All right, so that does it for our Rams and Chargers recap. Matt Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzerini and guest host, friend of the podcast Alex Alce in for Tony Cavallo uh, who is reenacting some sort of scene from a Vietnam movie right now in the (laughs) wilderness of Virginia sleeping on a cot or something like that. Uh, He will be joining us though from his foxhole in a few minutes uh, to talk a little bit about Pick'ums. We're going to have that coming up next. Uh, As always, you can find us on Instagram at the Left Coasters podcast. If you have questions for the show, you can email us at theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud. Just search for The Left Coasters Podcast. You'll find us there. All right, so we're going to get Tony on the phone here real quick, and then we'll be back with Pick'Em. Stay tuned
4: coasters
0: joining us of course uh uh, for the pick'em section because we couldn't do it without him even when he's not able to be here in studio with us is our comrade tony cavallo you hear him every week here on the left coasters podcast uh he's working a gig on the opposite coast this week and he joins us uh by phone from a beer tent in what virginia is, is where you are tony
1: i am in the historic jamestown virginia i am born and raised in weymouth massachusetts which is the second ever colony in the united states and the first one i have set foot for the first time in the first ever colony where we set foot hoping to meet a pocahontas of my own wow
3: look at that history lesson tony cavallo setting a lot of feet there tony.
1: we're I'm not just talking now if you want if you want if you want the uh lay of the land imagine like a little kiddie pool you know those little inflatable kiddie pools right right now fill it up with mud and stand in it that's and, you and right that's now. where you are that's where I am right now with 10 beers and a couple of cigarettes, and I'm ready to roll.
3: Well, we appreciate you calling in and making an effort to, to be here on the Left Coasters. We, we, we obviously wouldn't be here without you, too, so we, we couldn't we couldn't do this week without you, Tony. We've got to say, no. how crazy was this week?
1: That was insane. It was insane. I'm sure you guys have talked about it already. It was Upset City. I predicted one that was 17. It was unreal.
3: Well, we've we we we've got a lot of good games to look forward to, um, and we first, let's get this started. We've got the Vikings at the Rams starting Thursday night. Do the Rams continue their winning ways?
1: Before we get there, I okay. know you guys have already picked this Rams game. I want to know... I'm still the champion, right? I'm still leading here.
3: You are actually. I was going wait I was gonna wait till they got the, the, the two out of the way and I was going to give you the total. It's just I don't want to tell you that you're the winner if that's if that's w- what we're talking about right now. I just I
2: can't okay,
1: I'm leading the race. I'm, I'm in first place. I am the best one out of the three of you is what I'm trying to say.
3: As a listener, I gotta tell you, no one's rooting for you, (laughs) Tony. You are 25 and 21, and I guess Dangles, we we we've got to let the listeners at home know that we're not doing so hot right now. No,
0: this was a rough week for me. I think I went six and ten overall. The Minnesota Vikings laying an egg didn't exactly help me, uh, and uh, uh, I had a few other. I slipped up on the Tampa Bay game on Monday night, so it was it was a rough go with all of the upsets that Tony mentioned this week and that we all saw.
3: Yeah, Tony. Tony did a great job this week at nine and seven dangles like you said six and ten you're overall at 22 and 24 i myself this week went seven and nine maybe a slight improvement from the week before but i'm still still bringing up the rear at 21 and 25 unfortunately so yes tony to answer your question while you're standing in the mud and uh uh, looking for pocahontas yes you are leading so we're gonna we're just gonna have to keep things going here so what we got the 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 vikings at the rams who do you got
1: Okay, I'm sure you guys have talked about this game. I'll say it really quickly. I think the Vikings uh, obviously laid an egg against Buffalo. That's not their real team. However, they were looking forward to this Rams game. The best thing the Rams do, and I know they have Todd Gurley, but the best thing the Rams do is throw that ball deep and throw it deep often. Connect on those deep passes to extend the defense and let Gurley find those holes in the middle of it. The Vikings' best part of their team is their pass defense and the safeties and the cornerbacks. I think the Vikings come out hot. I think they stifle the Rams and hand the Rams the first loss of the season. I'm Whoa. picking it up.
0: Bold prediction. That's a very bold prediction. I mean, I can see. I mean, look, the def- the, the Rams have, have – I mean, the Chargers were, I would say, probably the best defense they've played so far this season. The Cardinals stink. The, the Raiders have some serious holes on their defense. The Chargers were the first formidable opponent that they've seen. I don't think they've seen anything quite like the Minnesota Vikings defense, and I, I
3: absolutely agree. Last week was a fluke. Well, let's let's see if Tony's right, though. The Vikings yeah. – do come in with a little bit of uh, fire under their pants, and we'll see if the the Rams will be ready for them. Now, Tony, the next game we've got uh, is the other Los Angeles uh, native team, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. They're taking on a a Jimmy garoppolo San Francisco 49ers in Los Angeles. Who do you got for that game?
1: Uh, Yeah, it sucks that Jimmy G went down. It kind of fed into a pick made by my friend Alex Alche earlier this evening. But I have to say, C.J. Bethard is no Matt Castle. I think he's a little bit feisty, and I think he can play. I think San Fran is not a wild-card threat anymore, but they will win some games. This will not be one of them. The Chargers need a win. They will come out, and they will beat the San Francisco 49ers.
3: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, man, I just gotta ask though, in general, because we didn't get your hot take on this. Where do you land on this uh, Chargers Rams thing? I, obviously, the Rams are, are rolling. Are are you down on the Chargers? Do you are are you are they are in last place? Do you feel like they're they're gonna they're too far behind to catch up?
1: I think they lost two games to two of the best teams in the league, Kansas City and the Los Angeles Rams. Very and, true. Mean, they showed a little bit of offensive firepower against the Rams. The Rams just were a better team in the long run. I think the Chargers are going to be okay. They just need to beat these uh, cupcake teams like the Bathard led 49ers.
3: This is the week. This is the week. Well, that is the Chargers and Rams out of the way. Let's get started on these next couple games here. Uh, to Let's start things off, Sunday, September 30th, we've got the Jets at the Jaguars. What a, What an egg the Jaguars laid. What a what an egg! There what, were
0: several eggs laid over the course of this this past
3: week. That might have been the, one of the most disappointing ones, I have to say. I think the, the the we knew the run game was gonna be was gonna was gonna be stalled, if you will, if not having a healthy uh, Fournette and, and 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 a Yeldon. But Blake Bortles couldn't couldn't come up when he needed it the most after coming up with the
2: firepower that they had against the Patriots the week before how do you have throw six
3: points on the board against the shitty Tennessee Titans it makes no sense one has to think it it might be a fluke but uh we'll start with you Tony who do you got Jets Jags
1: Uh, I like Sam Darnold a lot, but I think the Jaguars are the better defensive team, and Sam Darnold will make mistakes in this game. I think the Jaguars win an easy one.
0: All right, Jags, Tony. Dangles, who you got? I'm also taking the Jaguars. I don't think Sam Darnold has ever seen a defense uh, quite like the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. He's going to really struggle getting the ball deep to to Robbie Anderson, his big deep threat. He's going to be throwing a lot of underneath routes to like Quincy and Nunwa, and I just don't think he's going to be able to move the ball and consistently get first downs. If they they can throw him off-bound, i think he's going to really struggle in seeing a first really tough defense so and i like jacksonville at home here too so i'll go jags all right
2: nice i'll, I'll, I'll who you got i think sam darnold's gonna look like he's still playing in college it's
3: gonna be jaguars by like a lot jags all the way well i'm gonna keep it rolling here jags uh, are gonna come up big i think they're gonna bounce back and they're gonna get back to their winning ways sitting sitting atop the afc south next we've got the dolphins at the patriots tony patriots i gotta get your thoughts
1: Hey man, I called it. Uh, uh, no one knows McDaniels better than Matt Patricia and the Patriots look like you know, you're know you going to hear 100 hit pieces from ESPN on how the Patriots are done. The era is over. That is false. They are playing 3-0 Miami, but this is what happens every year. The Patriots start off a little bit slow. They don't look as good as they normally look and they play some random AFC East team that is in the lead right now and then they whoop their ass. They are going to kill the Miami Dolphins. Brady is back. Don't worry about it, Dangles. Your Patriots are fine. Patriots all the way.
0: Dangles. I'm not worried about it at all. Anybody who knows New England knows that uh, this you shouldn't be down on this team. Absolutely not. They, that was a bad game. I think they absolutely bounced back. The trouble is he doesn't have anybody to throw to. We were talking about this a little bit earlier on, that there's no one there for him to throw to and that he's comfortable with. I think this team is completely different once Julian Edelman's back, once Josh Gordon gets integrated into that offense. I'm not at all worried as a Patriots fan. This is very early on in the season. There are still 14 games to go. Nice, thirteen. I'm sorry.
2: I'm taking Miami, and here's why. I think Adam Gase has been looked at as the coach who everyone thinks can't can't perform at the NFL level. He's starting off with a three 0 team. Tannehill's back. He's a gamer. I don't. I I really believe this is the end of the Patriots. I don't agree with you, Tony, and I don't agree with you, Dangles. I think I know it's a crazy thing to to root against Brady and Belichick, but this team looks like absolute crap, and the defense to boot is terrible. If if Miami can keep it out of his hands, it's Miami's game. I'm going
3: with Miami. Wow. You know, there's a gut instinct here that tells me that if the Detroit Lions can take down the New England Patriots well why can't the Miami Dolphins exactly why can't the Miami Dolphins all of a sudden that like allure of the Patriots being the Patriots uh, it, it has has dropped so to speak I, I I really feel that the New England Patriots at home are are one of the tougher teams to beat in their in their in their own stadium. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I think I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins as well. I, I just I feel wow. I feel it. I just feel like the Miami Dolphins are gonna be this this year's like Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody's gonna be wondering how this is happening, how they're piecing it together. Don't be surprised if the Dolphins smack the Patriots. If they can take advantage of the Patriots'
0: clear lack of a secondary, there's going to be There's going to be there's going to be trouble for them because that was one of you know that was one of the biggest things that stuck out to me about about the game against the Lions is that they they were getting beat downfield. They couldn't cover Marvin Jones. They couldn't cover they couldn't cover Kenny Galladay, who had a huge day, and they allowed the first hundred-yard rusher in five years in Detroit. I mean, which was a which is a big deal. Congratulations Thank to the Lions. Thank you so much. But this is a team whose pass rush showed up pretty well. In the first couple of weeks, I was really impressed with how they got to to Deshaun Watson in that first half of the game in Week One against the Texans. Nowhere to be found in terms of stopping the run, and it was up the gut every single time. He just continued to plow through that front four, and Dante Hightower was nowhere to be fucking found. It was it was really frustrating to watch.
3: Yeah, it'll be it'll be incumbent upon the uh, Patriots to work uh, what their defensive line is is doing because it certainly did not work against the Detroit Lions. Uh, next, Tony, we've got the Eagles at the Titans. How about these Titans?
1: Hey, I mean, I agree with you. How about them? They did what they needed to do. They won against a divisional opponent. However, I don't think it was for real. That Jaguars just sort of fell apart against a defense that knows them very well. I don't think the Titans are very, very good. Uh, Yeah, I I got to go with the other team here. I'm picking the Titans to lose.
3: Nice. Eagles. All right. Dangles, Titans, Eagles.
0: Uh, I like Philadelphia. Carson Wentz had a rough uh, rough outing he, he he did okay. They won. That was the important part against Indianapolis. Uh, I think a lot of people expected him to do a lot better. I think he bounces back in this game. It, it is in Tennessee, um, but the Titans, I mean, I don't even know who, who's starting there. Is, Mar- is Mariota co- going to be starting this week? Is, is Are we going to see Blaine Gabbert? I don't definitely don't trust that team with Blaine Gabbert and their running game has kind of been vacant. Der- Derrick Henry has been a bummer this year. He hasn't done a whole lot for them. I think the Eagles are going to steal one in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee.
2: Elche. Got to be the Eagles, unfortunately. It's got to be the Eagles. The Titans are not a good team, and uh, Carson Wentz is going to come back to full form this week.
3: I'm going to go with the Eagles, too. I just don't think uh, the, the Tennessee Titans have anything going for them, offensively speaking, and I think they rely too heavily on their defense, and I think Carson Wentz is the guy who is going to show us exactly how bad this defense is. Next, we have the Texans at the Colts. Another team that's kind of surprising people. What oh, a crappy game!
0: Whoa, guys, the Texans are a team that when we did Mary Fuck Kill last week, we said that they were the team that was not, you know, the O and two. That we shouldn't believe that what we were seeing at O and two. Now they're O and three, and they did not look good once again. At Dan- the
2: hands of a phenomenal team. Yeah. Danger
0: zone. S-
3: yes, but still. Danger zone. Bill, Bill O'Brien. I don't know. Zone. I don't
0: know. Tony, you're usually the harbinger for Bill O'Brien's death in terms of his head coaching job. Are you – do you think – does he see the end of the season?
1: Uh, if they keep going the way they're going. No chance they see the end of the season. We probably should do a first coach fired talk pretty soon because Bill O'Brien is definitely feeling the hot seat. Deshaun Watson has not looked like himself. He's obviously making the rookie mistakes that he didn't make last year. Uh, I, I, I want to pick Indy. I really do. But I've been on this Houston bandwagon, and I'm still going to stick to it. I, Houston has too many playmakers. And uh, I just think the New York Giants used their their skill position players so well in that game, and Indy just doesn't have the same people at the position. I do think Andrew Luck is officially back. Obviously, they didn't win against Philly, but he played pretty damn well, and he showed that he can throw it in a duel against Carson Wentz. It was a low-scoring game, but they both made plays. Andrew Luck is definitely scary. I still think Houston is too much. I'm taking Houston to get that first win.
2: All right,
0: Houston, Tony Dangles, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Indianapolis at home here. It's I don't know. I just I got a gut feeling on it. It really kind of all hinges on whether or not T.Y. Hilton shows up against the Houston secondary because he didn't this past Sunday and they only lost by four points. Uh, but I think it still showed how just lacking in playmakers like you said Tony that this Indianapolis offense is um, they, they outside of T.Y. Hilton they have no one their running game is 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 absent we've talked about this before uh, I'm going to pick Indy to win here at home
2: I think I agree Andrew Luck is back and I hope T.Y. Hilton has a big game.
3: Nice alright LJ Texans Colts
2: I'm taking the Texans I think they have too much firepower and I think the Colts rely
3: are relying entirely on Andrew Luck and it's not going to be enough that's funny because I, I, I kind of have a I, I just have a gut instinct that the Texans are going to finally bounce back. I just do not see them going 0 and 4. It, it, that would just I, I don't know. That it would, would be just, insane. That would flip me upside down on this season and Deshaun Watson. How much we had? How much faith we had in him? Uh, and I think the Colts defense is is ready to cave to to a prolific DeAndre Hopkins has got to get something going. He's just got it. And he's he's getting consistently five, six looks a game, but uh it's gotta it's gotta improve. He's gotta have one of those pop-off games, because otherwise my fantasy team sucks. Uh
1: Tony. Yeah, no, they, they, before you go on, they, the Houston cannot go 0-4 against the first four opponents they had. The Patriots, obviously, are the Patriots, but they had three games that are winnable when you look at the schedule at the beginning of the season. It's gonna be tough if they go 0-4.
3: Very tough, very tough. And we'll talk about the coaches next week uh when you're back. Uh next game, Tony, is your Green Bay Packers hosting the Buffalo bills how about them Amen. bills thank, how about them god, bills
1: thank god buffalo brought out their a game against the other nfc north opponent that they had on the schedule because i think this is a green bay wash in a win i i said on the podcast last week that green bay had a scary game against washington i picked them because i'm a green bay fan but i saw the upset coming and I, it obviously came to fruition alex smith tore them apart um and Adrian Peterson, running. I mean, how did I not pick Washington when they had Adrian Peterson running the ball? Of course, that, that that was staring you straight in the face. He was going to run for 1,000 yards against him. He actually said he left yards on the field, which is a terrible thing to hear from my Green Bay team. But uh, you got to k- stop getting stupid penalties. Clay Matthews, another roughing the a penalty. That was an iffy call. He's just getting targeted by the refs now. I think Green Bay destroys this team.
3: Well, I hope so because I couldn't imagine what this podcast is going to be like if Josh Allen rips your Packers up and down. Just couldn't imagine
1: with I can't this. Wait, team. I can't wait.
3: <laughs> uh, Dangles, who you got?
0: Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay here. I think the Bills game was a fluke last week. Uh, it has to be against a good team like Minnesota. I mean, look, you know, they went out, the better team won. That's fine. I'm going to pick the Packers here at home in front of the crowd. Uh, they at Lambeau. They are not going to lose to
3: Buffalo. All right, we got two straight Packers. Alche i mean as much as
2: i'd love to pick the bills they're fucking terrible all right so we're, pack.
3: we're all going pack all right next we got the lions at the dallas cowboys quite an interesting game when you consider how bad the lions were at the beginning of the season and still need some things to figure out but that was a huge win and they're going up against a team like dallas who unfortunately looks like they might be the bottom feeder of that nfc nfc east tony what say you
1: uh, I think by the time this podcast airs versus the time it's recording, uh, Dallas might have a new all-pro safety in their backfield to play this week against this uh, this really shitty Detroit team. No offense, Brian. Uh, I think no, Detroit I'm comes back to form, it. and I think they lose a game. I think Dallas comes back, and Zeke Elliott has a huge day.
3: All right. Dallas, starting off. Dangles, do you really y- – you buy in uh, this, the, wa- the offensive woes that the Dallas Cowboys are currently experiencing? Dak Prescott does not look good no he
0: doesn't but have you looked at his receiving core i mean he's, he's he's again he's in a situation where you got nobody to throw to um i think i'm going to pick the cowboys here the lions the lions are riding high right now um i don't know if they can replicate it uh the cowboys are tough to beat at home and they got to they got to bounce back at some point the question is do they do they have the firepower to do so again it comes down to that receiving core i just don't i just don't see it there
3: i tend to disagree with with the idea that just because there aren't you, incredible receivers on the other sides of those pass that, that Deck Prescott couldn't could make something out of nothing. and Ezekiel Elliott had a big, big egg that he laid. But Their I mean, passing offense is 31st in the NFL right now. But that's not simply because of the wide receivers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems to make, make hay out of everybody. I'm gonna be a homer for once, and I'm gonna pick the good. Detroit Lions. But no, I, good it, for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I I don't think they're going to be a, a, a more than a 500 team, but I think Dallas is a sub 500 team, as 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 it appears so this week. And I don't think Earl Thomas is going to change things for the Dallas Cowboys because I think it starts and stops with how inefficient that that Dallas Cowboys uh, offense has been. And I think if the Lions can find a way to make life terrible for Ezekiel Elliott, they've got a chance. And I think they believe in Matt Patricia. Uh, it was exciting to see him win. LJ, back me up. I 100% back you up. I think yes. the Cowboys are
2: absolute trash. Did you see them against Seattle? It was <laughs> Awful, very absolutely. Bad. Ter- I mean, Zeke, very bad. Zeke, Zeke played a terrible game, and he is—he is the very linchpin. disappointing. He's a linchpin to their offense, and you know he had—he had two fumbles, which is a rarity from Zeke. But I mean, they can't score more than 21 points a game, and against the firepower of the Lions, I think the Lions come out and smack them in the mouth. And, and, and yeah, one—one one safety does not a team make, Tony. Not even close. Give it to Kenny Galladay all day, every day. Minitrón is going to take over this game, guaranteed. And on Johnson is emerging as that lead back, and he's going to have a great day. As well, Dallas is trash. Alex, Give me I have the a good
1: question. Yes, Alex. Before we move on any further, we did uh, uh, we did have another guest host come on and make some picks, and he went ten and five that week. I know you're coming on to try and beat that record. Do you have anything to say to the luxurious Ben Fink about making your picks this week?
2: Ben Fink makes it look easy, but uh, I'm going to play the hard game. Try try making some upsets, and I'm going to I'm, I'm going to shoot for twelve this week. I'm going to hit twelve Ooh, wins wow,
0: this wow. week. Wow, ambitious. Ooh.
2: I don't think we've ever had a 12. I'm not sure we have. That would be, I think that would be
0: a left coasters record. That'd be Get ready.
4: Get
3: ready. That'd be impressive. Well, here we go. It's going to start with, with games like the Lions beating the Dallas Cowboys. I like it. Uh, next, we've got the Buccaneers at the Chicago fucking Bears. Interesting game. The Tony. Who starts this game? I, Who starts? It? Fitzpatrick, no Fitzpatrick, doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt
0: Fitzpatrick, absolutely Fitzpatrick. You can't you, I, even after the loss on Monday night. You still can't. I think sit the hot hand. You're not gonna. You, Jameis Winston is absolutely. Yes, the hot hand. He still he brought them back with he brought he brought them back within three points of winning that game. They had an opportunity and they couldn't get it done in the end. I don't think that one game and a loss by three on Monday night against a very tough Pittsburgh Steelers team who's had a rough start to the season and I think some distractions in their locker room. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick loses his job over that. Not after the not after the, 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 the all the good things that he's done. I don't think you can take just the one snapshot.
1: Uh, I I don't think it matters fellas. I don't think it matters who starts this game as as shameful as it is for me to say this I think the Chicago defense is one of the best in the league And I think it's gonna make Fitzpatrick or Jameis's life a living hell a living hell during that game And I think Chicago wins a game that is very low scoring and Mitch Trubisky All he has to do is manage the game You never want to hear that about your young quarterback being the star of your team managing the game but that's all Chicago needs right now. I think they pull off the victory here.
3: I got I got to interject here. I really do not think that the Chicago Bears have played well enough to give them that kind of that kind of street cred. They beat a poor, poor Arizona Cardinals team barely. 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 I do not think the Chicago Bears have been tested by a really really good team playing well. Point being that the Chicago Bears have not beat anybody I think convincingly and I think Khalil Mack is is I, I a godsend from a defensive uh, uh, coordinator standpoint. The guy is a, a total wrecking ball. But I just do not think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with their firepower, uh, are going to be slowed down enough by one human being like that. Uh, I I just I really believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win this game. And I think Chicago Bears are, are going to be shown for what they truly are. Uh, Dangles disagree what do you got uh, I'm
0: going to take the Bears here as well the again at, at home they, they're they playing well at Soldier Field this team is confident they believe in themselves and Khalil Mack is making everybody on that defense play better I do have some concerns about Mitch Trubisky and just his ability to manage the game uh, but if he can make those big boy throws uh, he's really live on his feet and he, you know he can get out of the pocket and extend the play the question is you know if they if, if, if they're not those lanes aren't there for him to get you know are his receivers going to be open downfield against the the wholeish Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary.
2: I like their chances. I completely disagree. Again, dangles. I guess we, we have literally the opposite choices all day. Here's the deal. It's gonna be it's gonna be the same exact game against a better offense. At Chicago. Mitch Trubisky is is absolutely terrible. There is there is no question in my mind that he will go no, that he, far. He will not be the quarterback in two years. Mark my words.
3: Wow. Give right. me give me Tampa. I, I, I could see it, but I, I just really don't know if the Chicago Bears are, are ready for a better team. Uh next we've got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Atlanta Falcons. Tough loss for the Atlanta Falcons. Another tough loss for the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think that was a coming down to, to earth moment for them. But the Atlanta Falcons have got to be disappointed losing to a uh, to a better I guess you could say a better team that day, New Orleans Saints. Tony, what do you think? Uh, who's got who do you got? Bengals? Atlanta.
1: Gosh, that was the best game of the week—the Atlanta-New Orleans sure game. Was. That was unbelievable offensive football. Uh, I have to say, Calvin Ridley is the real. Deal. He is unbelievable, and Matty Ice has that offense rolling. I think they lost it. That was a coin flip game in the New Orleans Atlanta game. I think since he stinks, still, I think the Bengals stink, and I think Atlanta wins this game handedly.
3: Atlanta, Tony. Uh,
0: Tony's got Atlanta. Dangles, Who you got? I'm also taking Atlanta. I don't think AJ Green's going to play in this game. He hurt his groin uh, in 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 uh, the game last week, and uh, I yeah I agree with you, Tony. The Falcons offense is rolling. Cal- Calvin Ridley had a coming out party against the Saints, and the, yeah, the Matt. Ryan's gonna do it against the Bengals here. I I don't think they're for real either. All right. LJ. Joe Mixon's still missing as well. They're on their he secondary is. running back, so you're missing your top wide receiver and your top running back that does Gio not. Gio had bo- a good day, though. Geo had a good day, but but I don't think he's 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 not Joe Mixon. I think the Falcons offense is just gonna be too much. All right, LJ. Did the
2: Falcons win last week? They did not. Oh, right, right. Give me Bengals.
1: Woo. Get
2: out. AJ's Get coming out. back. AJ will be playing this game, and Gio is a very serviceable back. Atlanta
3: can't finish. Give they're having the a hard time. They're having a hard time, but that's a that's bold, but I like it. I like it. All right, we go to the afternoon games. Here we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Tony, Josh Rosen. It looks like he's starting. Moving he forward. is starting. He is starting officially. What do you foresee for this young man after what you just saw? I mean, be, being placed in that last minute drive, do you, do you, do you agree with that?
1: Uh, well, first off, let me say I'm very excited to see Josh Rosen take the reins. I don't think everyone's going to be very good, but I'm excited to see how Rosen plays against the big boys. Uh, going into this year, I thought Rosen was the best quarterback heading into the league. I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table when he has a whole week of offense, with the, a week of practice with the ones on the team. I have to say, you got to fire that head coach. You need to fire that head coach tomorrow. How in the world? This is not a video game. This is not a Hollywood movie. You do not, with four minutes left in the game after your starter, granted, had a terrible day, but he was bringing his team back and they had a chance to win. You do not then decide to have the most important player on your team change it. It, it boggles my mind to put a rookie against that defense, against Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack coming at you in a, in a do-or-die moment and say, hey, kid, here, take the reins, go after it. That kid need, That coach deserves to be fired. Regardless, I think Rosen loses this game against the Seattle Seahawks.
3: Uh, It's tough. It's tough. What do you think, Matt? Do you agree with the idea that this guy needs to be fired and and Josh Rosen is just Mutton for the for the for the taking, or is this is this kid got a chance to to win some games here?
0: I mean, look, Sean McDermott still has his job after benching Tyrod Taylor uh, for Nathan Peterman last season, uh, and here we are. Steve Wilkes makes a, a completely and totally. I, I'm with you, Tony, on everything you said. I have no idea why that happened, what he thought. Like I'm all for bad, I'm all for throwing somebody in the deep end and teaching teaching them how to swim that way. That's not the time to do it. That is not the time to put the future of your franchise out there for for the. Wolves against exactly against that defense. Uh, I, I think the Seahawks probably do win this one. I don't think Josh Rosen makes the, the Arizona Cardinals an, an infinitely better team. David Johnson can't get anything going behind the line. That offensive line is terrible. There's no creativity in their like in their integration of him into the past game and their offense is frankly just boring to watch. Uh, I think the Seahawks win.
3: What do you got Alche? He's just shaking his head. Russell,
2: nah. Russell Wilson against Josh Rosen. I mean, come on, it's got to be Seattle. By the way, I did uh, immediately after he put in he put in Rosen. I looked up first coach fired odds because I was like, this guy is a fucking moron. Give me Seattle. Yeah,
3: I, it's gonna be. You know,
0: you know what those two guys both have in common. By the way, What's Sean that? Ma- Sean McDermott and Steve Wilkes. They were both former defensive coordinators for the Panthers. Interesting.
3: <laughs> oh, fun fact for you. Fun fact it's it's disappointing because i've i i truly and i still stand by it, that Josh Rosen is probably the best rookie quarterback of this group and he did fine i think he was something like what 12 for 15 something modest very very solid but with that late interception i really think this kid's got a chance to be something special and i i seriously don't think that you put him in the best position when your season is going so poorly uh, against a good team, like everybody has said. But you really need to set him up for the next couple of games, and I don't think this does anything for his confidence. Uh, I, I think it really hurts it. So, I, I mean, I, I really don't think he's going to do well against the Seahawks defense with or without Earl Thomas, and I think Russell Wilson takes it to to a very poor, uh, poor, poorly led team in the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Uh, next, we've hey, got before, the... Go before, ahead. Before you move on, I want to turn this around real fast and talk about the other coach in this game, because I'm not- A little bit, it boggles my mind on what's happened this past week with Seattle. It has come out now that Earl Thomas has missed two practices leading up to this game that they just played. And Earl Thomas has come out and said, yeah, I expect to get fined for missing two practices, but I'm protecting my body. If I have a headache, I'm missing a practice. They're not paying me a contract, so I'm not giving them my, my body. How do you let him play the game? How does it look to the team where you say, hey, man, this All-Pro, granted, he might be the best player on your defense, but if he's not showing up to practice and he still gets to play in the game, how does that look like to the rest of your team? This is another man, Pete Carroll, that I'm calling it right now, will not be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks come next year. I am, I am This would never happen for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick would never say, hey, if I got an All-Pro missing two practices in a row, he ain't playing on Sunday. I, it is a terrible, terrible move for Seattle to make that happen. I was astonished to have that story come out
0: i mean you saw he you saw belichick was willing to sit malcolm butler in the super bowl because he missed team meetings absolutely i agree with you
1: yeah Jonas Gray comes in late to a practice after leading the league in rushing he's cut the next day that doesn't happen
3: uh next we've got the browns at the oakland raiders how about those browns tony
1: Hey, man, Baker came in and did exactly what needed to happen. I, I feel bad for Terod Taylor. I thought he would do better with this Browns team, but obviously his, uh, his season is over for the Browns. He can be a backup and sort of coach the kid along and maybe move on to greener pastures after this season. Uh, Baker is the real deal, and Baker is the future. Granted, he's going to make mistakes all rookies do. Uh, I think Oakland is, is, is hungry. Hungry for a win. I think Derek Carr and John Gruden are very close, but I see a lot of hanging heads on that Oakland sideline. I just don't see the correct juju right there. I've killed Oakland. I've put them in the ground in my gravestones last week. I think they lose this game to the Cleveland, Ethan Browns, and Baker Mayfield.
3: Wow. Wow. Well, you know, just doubling down on your team dangles do you agree
0: uh this is a must Well, first i will say this is i mean this is a must win game for both teams this is definitely a must win game for the oakland raiders they cannot be 0 four after bringing john gruden back and again they brought they brought him here to win i mean they brought you know and then and then i mean yes he starts the season off in a bad way by trading away their best pass rusher their best defensive player which i'm still not sure why he did because then he got caught on camera saying like it's hard to find a good pass rusher in this league absolutely i'm insane. like what the what the what, you just had the best pass rusher in the fucking league
2: Makes no and sense.
0: you set him to. So anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, I think I'm going to pick Cleveland here. Cleveland. Go in and steal one in Oakland. I don't know. They're they're hot. They believe after last week. Baker Mayfield was throwing dots out there. There was a complete it was and total there was a complete and total sea change in the way. Like you could just feel the energy level change. Not just, I mean, obviously everybody was excited, but to see him come in there and he was just throwing ropes to the receivers when every throw out of Tyrod Taylor's hand looked like just awful. Just lame ducks here and there. I think Cleveland's riding high and they're gonna they're gonna continue to ride the wave
3: through the black hole Cleveland back to back LJ
2: I agree Uh, I loved what Baker Mayfield said when he was told that he was taking the reins that he has changed he's about to go in and change the culture of Cleveland and I think that's absolutely true I mean you saw you saw the entire stadium erupt when this dude took over and won that game also I think this is a huge Carlos Hyde game now that there's actually a passing attack Carlos Hyde can do what he does best which is which is barrel through Uh, and that defense is for real that defense is very much for real
1: Sorry to cut you off, but trading away Josh Gordon and giving Antonio Callaway his spot, that kid is a deep threat to begin with, and Baker can make those throws. It does open up for Carlos Hyde. Sorry to interrupt.
2: No, I agree. I'm really excited to see what he does. He does away. You know, this is a tough thing to do. First game that you're starting, start in the stadium with fans who are some of the craziest in in the NFL. I mean, it's going to be an interesting thing to see this kid go to work.
3: Yeah, and I noticed there was a huge difference in the play calling once he was in. A lot of shotgun. A lot, of, a lot of movement at the line. This kid reminded me of what he was doing when he was in Oklahoma. I really think that this team is going to be a different team, more dynamic. I think the ball is going to get out faster, really quick. That's his modus operandi, getting that ball out as quick as possible, and that just opens the lane for more athletes like, like Callaway. I It's going to be hard, but I, I I really think the Cleveland Browns are going to win this game, and Amazing. I I, and I think this is going to be a really big story. Next, we have the New Orleans Saints at your New York Giants. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take the floor. What do you think, Mr. LJ, about your big win uh for big blue. I'm uh, I'm pretty terrified of this game to be honest with you. We haven't scored over thirty
2: points you should be in, in three seasons. You so, should be. Um yeah, I, I think I think that if we can come out to an early <laughs> lead, I really ha- I can't even I can't even. Fucking, you were gonna try and you gonna try and
0: make the argument <laughs> for like, it, weren't you? I'm yeah. not you i not going to make a straight I, face. I appreciate that.
2: I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think this is a Saquon Barkley game. If, if we can control the clock, we'll still lose by 20, but at least it'll be a more noble effort than losing by 40. I have to take the Saints. I appreciate your honesty,
3: uh, Tony. Who do you got?
1: I mean, I agree. I, I think the Giants are a paper tiger. I think Eli Manning stinks. I think the Giants lose.
3: All right, Giants. Uh, Not winning. New Orleans Saints (laughs) crushing the Giants. Dangles, who you got? Uh, You know, I I have to take the Saints here. Uh, I'm picking the Saints as well. So that's Saints all around. Next, we've got the uh, late game Uh, Sunday evening. We have the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tony, what do we have to make to think about this? This Pittsburgh Steelers team obviously go in, get a big win out of Tampa Bay. Do you believe in this team without Le'Veon Bell?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I think James Conner, uh, obviously, is not the same player as Le'Veon Bell, but I think that offensive line, it doesn't matter who's running the ball. They're going to make holes for him. This game is always fun. These two teams hate each other. It's a big divisional rival. I think both teams will step up uh, uh, and play their best games against each other. I do think Pittsburgh is better than, uh, than Baltimore to begin with, so I think I'm going to stick with the with the chalk and pick Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh dangles agree disagree
0: i am gonna pick pittsburgh and i think there's a good chance that uh if joe flacco does not get started early they we might see a lot of lamar jackson in this game I really think, i think i think he could be a fun wild card to throw in there halfway through the game if they're down a couple of touchdowns Elche,
2: i think i think you've been drinking what the cardinals coach has been drinking they're not getting rid of joe flacco this early when they're when they're when not when a they're chance winning games and not and, a chance and competing uh is this game in baltimore it's a, it's it's uh Steeltown. It's in Steeltown. All right, then uh, I'm still going with Baltimore.
3: Baltimore. What?
2: I like Baltimore's what? defense in this game. I think they have a good scheme against <laughs> against the You R- Listen, you can you can go against me all you want. This is fu- future talk. So, I'm going to go with Baltimore and say that this is an Alex Collins taking control. Lamar Jackson's going to play <laughs> wide receiver for two plays and that's about
1: it. Some end arounds. Hey, I don't me, understand
0: me, why it's so crazy to think that he might see some time in this not game. Not a chance.
3: He's not, not a chance. throwing the ball. Not a chance.
1: No, let me just say that, uh, uh, Ben Fink, I know you're listening. Your record is safe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. But I I, I I, don't think Lamar Jackson, they're ready to pull the, the plug on Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco is still making throws. I just think that team just, l- l- unli- you know, not, not unlike – Teams like the Dallas Cowboys just don't have a lot of players to throw the ball to. They just don't have a lot working for them. And the run game is just not there for the Baltimore Ravens like it has been in the past. I think Joe Flacco, is, it sucks. I think he's an Eli Manning type. But he's still managing the best. And I don't know if Lamar Jackson changes that. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers take, take him down and take him down hard. But we'll see what happens. Uh, next, we've got the Monday night football game, October 1st. Guys, October's here. It's happening. Uh, We're flying. Be Halloween. It's Halloween time, and it's going to be uh, a good one with the Kansas City Chiefs at your Denver, Bronco- Denver Broncos, Tony. Who you got?
1: I mean, guys, we've had – that's two primetime games in a row. Next week is much what football when you're at night. Those are, those are two great primetime games. Uh, Kansas City at Denver, you guys know how much I like Denver. I think they're a good team. They obviously lost to Baltimore, but uh, they, they played really shitty against them. I think they lose again. I think Kansas City might be the best team in the AFC. Mahomes, setting the record, the most passing touchdowns in in the first three games of the season ever. Not by a rookie, not by you know the most passing touchdowns by the youngest player ever. We're talking ever in the history of the league. It is insane what this team is doing. And he actually missed throws in that game. There were balls that could have been caught and weren't for touchdowns. I think Kansas City rolls over Denver. Uh, I'm picking Kansas City.
3: Kansas City. Kansas City. I'm picking Kansas City as well. Dangles, who you got? Uh, I'm going to pick Kansas City as well. Uh,
0: Somebody's got to eventually figure out how to take advantage of that defense because it's not very good it can be, it can be taken advantage of. And, and, and the games that they've been in have been high, high scoring games. It's just that you can't outscore them is the problem. And Mahomes has been, has been incredible. He had a throw. He had a throw like halfway through the game where he rolled out and, and found Chris Conley. He threw an absolute missile to him in the corner of the end zone. And I I was just standing there with, you know, you know, the play I'm talking about, my jaw was on the floor. I just absolutely could not believe that, that a rookie was making a throw like that. I, I mean, he's, he's, He's as impressive as they come. I give them all the credit in the world. I think they're just going to flat-out outscore the Broncos, and they definitely win uh, in Denver. Nice. That ball is going to fly a lot farther.
1: Go ahead, Tony. Before you move on, let me just say, I'm in the middle of the fucking wilderness right now, okay? And I'm watching during Sunday. I'm serving bar. It's raining. I'm under an easy-up that's leaking. I have my iPad in a Ziploc bag hung to the corner of the easy-up, connected to Red Zone watching these games. And I saw that very play you were talking about. And the man, as as I was watching that play, ordered a Coors Light. And in my stupor, I handed him a Diet Coke because they're both silver cans. I was blown (laughs) away by that play. It was an unbelievable play.
2: Patrick Mahomes blowing minds. Elche? Yeah, you can't go against this kid right now. It's unbelievable to watch him. Uh, And the Broncos, Case Keenum's not beating Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. It's not going to be until the Jaguars that we really see what this kid can do against against a formidable defense. But he's he's going to crush the Denver defense. And
3: it'll be interesting to see if he keeps rolling. If he gains momentum, there there might not be too many teams to stand in his way. We'll see what happens. But that is this week's pickems, Tony. How do you feel about this week? This has been a pretty tumultuous season. you feel pretty confident about your record standing true?
1: I've had a winning record, uh, not by much, but I've had a winning record every week so far. I think uh, versus hearing what you guys have picked, I feel really good about where I'm going. I think uh, if the listeners at home are betting with me, they're winning money. And I think I feel really good about the week ahead, and I'm excited to sit down in front of the TV in my home in lovely Los Angeles, California, where the sun is shining, and not deal with thunderstorms and rain and wind and all this other bullshit. And I can't wait to watch football this Sunday.
3: Well, we we appreciate you making time and and chiming in. We we uh, we miss you. We know next week we'll we'll, we'll have you back, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to having you in the booth, telling you to your face how bad your 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 picks were this week. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Alright boys, thank you for having me I am uh, going to fucking pass out On a sleeping bag in the middle of the mud Left
3: Coasters So that is this week's Pick'ems, that is this week's episode My name is Brian Belzerini I'm with Matt D'Angelo Antonio, guest host Alex Elche And the the, the lovely Tony Cavallo on the phone Thank you so much for being here Remember to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes Get a hold of us at the Podcast At gmail.com We'll see you next week Two
1: teams,
4: one city. Three guys, two teams, one city. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport.